Well, Coach Claire, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm so excited to be here. And this is going to be a fun topic to talk about. I know. I know this is something that we've talked about a lot. I feel like we talk about it almost every single week when we're on our coaches call, but it'll be cool to actually sit down and hash out the top five mistakes that we see people making in the gym. But I also know that we already chatted about a very important disclaimer to make at the beginning of the episode that you and I do not go into the gym, people watching and judging people who do things that we probably wouldn't do. But instead, this list comes from things that you and I used to do that we have since learned not to do, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. I am going to share a story with you guys later on. You are not alone if you make these mistakes, but that's why you're listening to this. You're going to set you on the path. (laughs) For sure. Oh my gosh. I was, when we were talking about this list, I was going through it and I had so many cringy moments come to my head of things I used to do in the gym. Um, But it's also cool because we obviously coach lots of different people but we also do seem to have like a certain demographic of clients that are attracted to our coaching company and that we work with many of whom have not lifted in the gym before. And so I know these five things are things that we try and teach kind of out the gate so that we avoid making mistakes become habits. So for the sake of organization, I'm going to give a little preview of our five topics that we're going to cover the five things to avoid when lifting in the gym. And then we'll go through each one really and just kind of chit chat back and forth about, you know, what these problems are, why they might be problematic and ways to avoid them. So for the listeners, we're going to go over five different things to avoid in the gym. Number one is going to be not tracking workouts or just doing random workouts. Number two is going to be neglecting tempo in your lifts. Number three is going to be not understanding proper form for your lifts. Number four is going to be what's called ego lifting or the flip side of that, just not lifting enough. And then number five is going to be neglecting or just not prioritizing recovery. And there's a couple of ways that that manifests. So we'll cover that as well, but let's go ahead, coach Claire and get into it. So do you want to share a little bit with our listeners about why we want to avoid people not tracking their workouts or just doing random workouts all the time. Yes. I know it's fun to see the different workouts online. You want to try these different ones that you see, but it is so important that we are setting up a timeline. Let's say up to eight weeks is what we have. Some of our clients do six to eight weeks typically. So you are getting used to those movements. We are able to progress in them, especially if you are new to lifting, we shouldn't be switching up our lifts every single week because we are not going to be able to really perfect our form during that time. We're not going to be able to progress and have progressive overload. If we are not taking the time with each one, pushing ourselves and understanding it. For sure. And you can kind of think of it. I feel like a lot of people weightlifting to them seems like this super different type of exercise, but we can kind of group it in and compare it to sports. Um, This is an analogy I've used with clients before in explaining why it's important to do the same exercises all the time. If you are practicing to become a really good soccer player, your coach would have you practice soccer all the time. They wouldn't have you practice soccer on Monday, baseball on Tuesday, volleyball on Wednesday. If you're training for your sport, you need to practice your sport. And obviously that can be kind of said for the umbrella that is weightlifting, but more specifically, if you really want to get good at squats, why are you only squatting 
once a month, right? And like avoiding those swipe through workouts that we have <laughs> on Instagram or on Pinterest. I know you shared last week in the episode that you and your sister did um, like an app that had the workout plan. Did you notice, were you tracking your workouts there? Was it kind of randomized? Yeah, I was tracking. It had the option to track the weight. Let me not say I was doing it. I wasn't doing it every single time because at that time I didn't understand the importance of it. So I absolutely love what you're saying about the sports and really making sure that you are progressing in them and focusing on it. If you want to work on squats, let's work on squats and let's track that weight. We need to track the weight. One week it might be lower. The next week you're going to be like, hey, I can add on five pounds and I'm really going to progress in this lift and we are going to get better. We are going to get stronger. So being able to track it is so, so important because it's so easy to forget (laughs) what you did the week before. So you might be kind of cheating yourself out of reps and weights that you could be pushing yourself with. Yes, I will say it kind of sucks when (laughs) you look down at your notebook And you're like, shoot, I lifted that much last time. I have to try and lift more. I know that happened with me um, this past week. I had an exercise and I thought, oh, I've always just done three sets. And I looked down and the week before I did four and I was like, shoot, I have to do four. (laughs) But it's helpful. If your goal is to progress, you got to track it. Yes. Um, So great for accountability. Like you were just saying, like, that's a really great, great way to keep yourself accountable too. Yeah. Okay. We didn't really plan on sharing this part, but I had a question come in my question box last week. So I want to get your take. How do you track your workouts? Do you use your phone? Do you use a notebook? Like what do you use to track your lifts? Yeah, I use a notebook. I haven't been someone to use a notebook. This is actually, I've just started doing it. I used to use apps. You can find different app trackers specifically just for the different lifts you are doing. Um, But I myself write them down and I love it. I like not having to be on my phone. You can just have the pen and paper like old times and um, keep notes in there of how you're feeling that day. Was it hot? Did you eat before? Maybe not. How much water you've had? Um, I use pen and paper. Yeah, I've gone back and forth. Um, I started out when I started tracking my lifts using the notes on my phone and I would just jot them down. But then obviously that gets to be really lengthy, really quick. And so I shifted to actually using a notebook that is specifically for training. And it was when I was like first really getting into going to a commercial gym and like tracking my lifts and feeling comfortable, like taking up space in the gym. And so it's this tiny little notebook. It's literally like the width of my hand. And I would just bring that with my little pen and I'll actually link it in the show notes because it's a good notebook if you are wanting to track on pen and paper, but I do the same. I have a notebook. I write down notes if I'm feeling like miserable, if it's so hot, if I'm sore, if I'm tired, if I'm grumpy, important things to take note of. Mm-hmm. And for women, like I track where I'm at in my cycle too, just yeah. to see like, Hey, am I lifting a little bit heavier, a little bit lower this week? So it's always something you can keep track of in there as well. Yeah. Such a good point. Okay. I say we move on to topic number two, unless you have anything else you want to add to forgetting to track or doing random workouts. No, let's get to the second one. Okay. The second one is a good one. And I think that a lot of people, this might be new to a lot of people. So let's chat about neglecting tempo in your lifts. 
Yes, I'm guilty as charged. I used to neglect tempo so much. I would just rush through the list because it's hard. You know, I don't want to have that time under tension where my muscles hurt. Um, I would just go through them really quick. But um, once we start focusing on tempo, we're having more time under tension. We are lengthening the muscles. We are able to really grow our muscles during that time. That's when you're going to see the most growth. You're going to benefit from all the gains. So we need to think of tempo. I like to use a three count eccentric. So that is when you are going down in the lift. Let's think of a squat. It's when you are lengthening your muscle. And then when you are at the bottom, that is isometric. You're going to hold it for one. And then as you're standing up, I like to go at a two or one count for the concentric. So yeah, it's, it's really important. You need to really focus on it. Um, if you aren't utilizing it, let's utilize it. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like tempo is something that so many people overlook or they think it's not necessary where in reality, if you're maximizing the effort of your lifts by being intentional with tempo, that's a really solid way to build strength. I know with a lot of my clients, they might be at that awkward stage of a lift where the current weight that they're using is doable. They don't feel like it's challenging them as much, but upping the weight might be really hard. So take, for example, like a bicep curl, because bicep curls, Typically, like you add, you know, two pounds, that's a big difference for a bicep curl, but maybe you only have 10 pound weights and 15, the odds that you're able to just jump from doing 10 pound bicep curls to 15, it might take you some time. So using tempo here is a really great way to build up your strength past that 10 pound mark up to the 15 by maybe just doing them really slowly. Right. And like you were saying, increasing that time under tension, which if you are listening to this and you're like, what does that mean? Time under tension is exactly what it sounds like. You are increasing the amount of time that your muscle is bearing that weight, bearing that load. And basically the longer your muscle is stretched, the longer your muscle is under that pressure, the stronger it has to become. So sometimes making a movement slower and taking your time can actually make it harder, thus making you stronger. But I know that we've also talked about tempo, not just in terms of rushing through lifts, but rushing through rest periods. Do you want to share a little bit about rest periods? Yes. With rest periods, we need to utilize that rest time. We should not be shortening our rest periods because this is the time that we are going to kind of get rejuvenated. We are going to get ready to go ahead and push ourselves hard again. So if we are not giving ourselves enough time to recover, we're not going to get the full benefits from our lifts. Yeah. And this is something that man, I wish I knew earlier. I don't think I ever like took intentional rest periods when I started lifting. I think I kind of had that mindset of like, either let me keep my heart rate up the whole time, like, or I would just feel uncomfortable sitting in the gym, looking like I'm not doing anything because I didn't understand. Like I wanted to get in and get out. I didn't want people to see me. I felt nervous in the gym. And so the thought of like sitting there and just not even doing anything for one or even two minutes between sets never occurred to me, but you're right. Like if we want to build that muscle, we have to push ourselves and you're not physically going to be able to push yourself to the point where your body will build muscle. If you're just flying through, um, your sets, especially for those bigger lifts, like the squats, the deadlifts, the leg press, all of those kinds of things. Yes. And sometimes it can feel awkward to sit there for, you know, one to two minutes. And what I actually used to do and started to do to make myself not feel as awkward is I'll just go walk around, which can seem weird too. But like, if you're just walking in pace, 
you are getting more steps in, which is always great, but also you're not just sitting there on your phone, possibly going over that one to two minute time. You are just waiting for that time to hit and then you're starting again. So if you feel uncomfortable, maybe just take a little walk around where you're at. <laughs> yeah, that's so smart. I always like the first thing I do is I grab my phone and I set my timer one or two minutes. I will write down in my journal, you know, how I did with the lift, what I did at that point, you're at about like 30 seconds, right? You're like 30 seconds in. So you can either chill and like give yourself a pep talk to head back in, but it's also a great time to like go fill up your water bottle, like little things like that. Um, but then also nobody's looking at you in the gym. (laughs) Nobody cares if you're sitting there. Everyone who is familiar with lifting knows that rest periods are important. So if you, the listener are like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to be seen. Nobody's watching. Love you. Nobody's watching you. (laughs) Okay. Let's go ahead and head into number three, which is not understanding or executing proper form. We could go on and on for probably years about this one, but what do you want to share about executing proper form? Yeah, this is so important. You can be cutting yourself short and not even targeting the correct muscle. So I know it can be awkward to set up a camera and record yourself, but we have got to see where we're at with our form and how we can continue to get better. If we aren't having full range of motion, maybe we are stopping halfway on our bicep curl. We are not fully lengthening our muscle. So our full muscle is not getting the full benefit of what you're in there doing. It is so, so important to have proper exercise execution. Um, I know it can feel awkward, but trust me, it is so worth it. So worth it. Oh my gosh. And something I also want to share, because I know this was a misconception I had. I thought that I would look like I didn't know what I was doing if I was recording myself, or I thought I would look like I just had, I didn't know if my form was right, but you'll notice in the gym, the people recording themselves are the people who are there for gains. And this is because you might have the most perfect squat form, but if you're working on increasing the weight, your form is going to be challenged as the weight gets heavier. And so still being intentional to make sure your form is right um, is the make or break difference a lot of times for if you're building muscle. And I loved what you shared um, with that range of motion with the bicep curl. This is something I'll chat about with some of our clients who want to grow their glutes. And so they say that they want to work on their squats. But how many times at the gym do we see people go down in a squat? They barely even squat down and they just stand back up. They're not maximizing, stretching that muscle. They're not working their glutes all because they're not executing that full range of motion. Yes, range of motion is so, so important. And we need to be making sure we're having optimal range of motion, especially with those big lifts like squats, like deadlifts, hip thrusts, all the above. We need to have the full range of motion to be able to target the muscles we want to grow. Definitely. And that kind of starts leading us into point number four, which is ego lifting or the flip side of that, not lifting enough. So why don't you share with our listeners, what is ego lifting? So ego lifting is when you're really not focusing on form, you're just putting the weight on there. We're the big man, you know, we're going to be the biggest one in here lifting the heaviest weights. We want to really just look like we are heavy (laughs) and we can lift heavy things. So This is very common. I myself find myself doing this sometimes. You got to take the ego out of the bar. Yes, you want to be able to lift the heavy weights, but let's earn those weights. Let's go ahead and really focus on actually being able to execute them 
properly. I myself, I remember when I first started working out, um, I was like two polar opposites. One day I was like <laughs> doing RDLs with like a 30 pound dumbbell. And then the next day I was doing 60. And I remember I had never been so sore in my life. Like I thought I pulled muscles. My sister said I was walking around like I had like dinosaur legs or something. Like I had never been in so much pain because I was like, I can do this. I could not, I was not there yet. <laughs> yes. And that ego will be so damaging for progress in the gym. I remember when I just started lifting, I really wanted to feel comfortable lifting with a barbell. I really wanted to feel comfortable. Like I wanted to be one of those girls who goes up to the squat rack and does squats, but I had never done it before. So I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know if I'd be able to like put any weight on the bar. And I definitely didn't want to be the girl who just uses the bar. Like I was really nervous and embarrassed to do it. And it does take just a little bit of time of understanding it's better to take it slow than to hurt yourself. Not even just about risking injury, but also like, you're not actually going to get the benefits from the exercise if you truly aren't strong enough yet. But let's talk about the flip side of ego lifting. If we know ego lifting is putting too much weight on the bar so that you look strong, let's chat about not lifting enough. I know this is a big problem with some of our ladies too. Yes. A lot of the times you will see different individuals. And I don't want to call women in general, but you will see a lot of ladies in the gym doing weights squats with like a five to 10 pound dumbbell. And towards the end of the exercise, your first rep looks exactly like your last rep. And yes, of course we want our form to still look great throughout the whole set. But if your face isn't like making a weird face, you aren't pushing yourself hard enough. I know it's common to think if I lift heavy, I'm going to look like a man, but that's not true. Um, so I know it can be a little scary to push the weight, but that's the only way to grow and to get that like toned look is if you are pushing the weights in the gym. Yes. And something that I don't think people like, I don't think it clicks with everyone. Your muscles won't grow just because you're using them. Your muscles will grow when you are forcing them to grow. When you are putting your muscles under so much tension that they have to grow to adapt. I know I've used this example with clients of mine who are moms, because I found with some of my mom clients, they're, I guess, just not pushing the weights as much. So I remember with a client of mine, who's a mom, I asked her, how much does your kid weigh? <laughs> because her kid weighed about like 45 or 50 pounds. And this kid, she's picking them up. She's slinging them on her hip. You know, she's, it's her kid. So if you can pick up your 50 pound kid, we need to put down the five pound dumbbell. For some women, their groceries weigh more than the dumbbells that they're picking up. Their purses weigh more. And so really understanding like you are capable of lifting heavier and we want to draw the line between ego lifting and pushing ourselves. But yeah, half the time we are lifting heavier things during the day. So mm -hmm. when we step into the weight room, why are we grabbing the smallest weights available? Yes. I say to my ladies all the time, you are stronger than you think. Just try it. Just try it. And if you cannot do the full prescribed amount of reps, that's okay. You still tried it and you showed yourself that you are capable. So I'm not saying, you know, push it all the way to like a hundred pounds, but let's just up it a little bit and see and show yourself that you can do whatever you think you might not be able to do. 
Definitely. A strategy that I use with some of my clients when it comes to pushing the weight is I work with them to identify like a low risk movement. So this would not be a squat, (laughs) but something like maybe a leg press or a bicep curl. Another one would be like a lat pull down where if you can't do the movement with heavy weight, you're not going to kill yourself, right? Like the worst thing that happens is you can't curl the bicep. The worst thing that happens is you can't pull down the machine for a lat pull down. And so those sometimes are the best movements to really challenge your strength because you're not going to risk injuring yourself, but you might surprise yourself with how heavy you can lift. Let's go ahead and get into point number five, and we'll wrap things up with a huge one that I don't think people would be expecting to hear. Why should people prioritize recovery? Oh, we have to prioritize recovery. I know we can have the mentality of no days off. I want to see the progress. I need to be in the gym every single day. But during that time is when our muscles are recovering from the work we put in before. So if we want to have that muscle growth, we have to have that downtime. I can promise you by taking a day off, you're not going to be ruining your progress. You're actually going to be helping your progress. Um, I don't think that's as common as much anymore, but if you still are feeling that way, know that it's okay to take a day off. Yes. And I always like to try and approach this from like an education standpoint of when do your muscles actually grow? Newsflash, your muscles are not growing in the gym. They are not. Your muscles are breaking down in the gym and it's through recovery, things like sleeping at night, things like taking days off the gym and eating well, those are the times when your muscles are actually growing. And I think sometimes laying it out that way to clients helps them see, oh, if I'm lifting every single day of the week, I'm not giving my muscles adequate time or resources to grow. But I also like to use it as an opportunity to challenge people because I have been asked why rest days are taken. I've been asked by people to increase the amount of training days that I give them. Um, but I like to challenge them by saying that if you truly think that you can go through your lifting program seven days a week and you don't need a rest period, you are probably not lifting hard enough. I beg for my two rest days a week. Sometimes I take three because my body is so taxed and that's the intensity like that we were just mentioning in point four. Yes, we, if you can train every single day, I mean, we, we need to up the weight. We need to push ourselves, push the time under tension. Um, those rest days. Yeah. I I'm always looking forward to mine. And just because you're having a rest day, that doesn't mean that you can't do anything after that doesn't mean you have to just go sit on the couch. You can still go for a walk. You can have some leisurely fun going for a walk. Um, we just need to have that time for those microscopic tears to repair. We're making those tears as we are lifting. So we need to have optional recovery days, get some hydration in on those days, get enough food in on those days. We do not need to undereat when we are having a rest day. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you brought up under eating, especially on rest days, because I don't think people see the relationship between eating enough and building muscle. I feel like too often, and maybe this is just because it's common with the women that we work with. We see women working out a lot and working out hard, but under eating. And those two things directly impact each other. You can have the best training sessions in the world. But if you're not eating enough protein, your body physically can't grow muscle. 
If you're not eating enough calories, your body physically cannot grow muscle. So I'm glad that you brought up under eating as a form of recovery. Yes, I was once told this, and I absolutely love this perspective, but we think of protein as band-aids, and you're putting those band-aids over the microscopic tears you are making when you're lifting. So you still need to be eating enough protein, even on those days off, even when you aren't training, you are still burning calories up to 48 hours after lifting. So your body is still working. We are still making great progress during that time. So remember to eat your food. (laughs) Yes, I have used specifically in the context of eating enough protein. I've used this analogy before. If you're lifting and you're trying to build muscle and you eat enough protein, that is like sending construction workers to a construction site with bricks. That's great, right? They have the tools that they need to build the building. If you are lifting as hard as you can and you want to build muscle, but you are not eating enough protein, you are sending those construction workers to the construction site with rainbow sprinkles where they have something, but it is not going to help them accomplish their goal. They cannot use rainbow sprinkles to build the building. And I feel like that is kind of an appropriate analogy because it's like, it doesn't matter what you're eating or what lifts you're doing. If the protein's not there, the muscle cannot be built. Yes. Preach, preach, preach. I love that. I'm definitely going to use that moving forward. (laughs) For sure. Everyone wants a rainbow sprinkle analogy. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like this episode is going to be super helpful. Hopefully I know people love getting the training um, episodes and I think people love having a list to refer to of things to look for and things to avoid. And it's always nice getting to hear from an expert like yourself, coach Claire. Um, So thank you so much for coming on for another episode. I know we've got more planned down the road, but I think that's all we've got. Sounds good. It was so great being on here. I always have so much fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you are listening to this, you can check out the show notes for the link to the training log. You can also check out links to Claire's Instagram, my Instagram, and then both of our emails as well. But that's all we have for you. So I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Mm